Hey y'all, just want to give you a quick introduction to this one. Uh, I know it's been a little while since we've put out a podcast, but uh, last month in February, uh, Law came up to visit me up in Maine, and uh, this is actually an impromptu conversation slash podcast that happened uh, at a diner uh, up here in Maine. So enjoy, it's just uh, some easy conversation you'll hear other people in the background and uh, you'll hear us eating because we are in fact having diner food so enjoy and we will hit you soon oh and before i forget head over to inbeon.com that's i-n-b-e-o-n.com and uh, anything and everything that you purchase uh if you use our code geek ronin all one word uh you get 10 percent off so Go for it. What do you got to lose, right? Can I grab you anything in the meantime? Do you want a minute? Uh, I think we're set. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. What do you want, um, brother? French toast, bacon, and potatoes. Single or double on French toast? Um, how big is the single? Like this? Yeah, one piece of that big. One. One. Corned beef hash. The the plate. Do you like your eggs? I uh, will go scrambled. Toast. Um, English muffin, meat white rice. Let's go with the English muffins. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what happened to that uh, episode we did in the apartment right before you left? It was such a terrible sounding <laughs> oh, episode. Oh. Oh. Because of the way everything was set up, it was uh, we were talking like directly into a mirror, so we were getting wicked bad feedback and reflection on what we were saying. So we were in the oh no, the one from NYCC. I never actually started recording it. I looked to see what to stop it, and it wasn't recording. It was in standby, and I'm like, oh motherfucker. So I just was like, oh well, I guess we're not doing that one. That was a good one. That was a funny one. We were, uh, we were just talking about the other day, me and uh, Dennis. Right? That was a good time. So you going to try and be putting out a photography book for NYCC? I'm going to be doing a lot of shit, apparently. <laughs> so... Well, I only asked just because I know Hutch is talking about trying to get Geek Ronin uh, a table next to the studio. Between Dissonance and a, and a couple of photography books for me, I'm trying to get like two or three. Hutch wants me to do a starter's guide to podcasting, so I think I might... Funny you should mention that. Some of the YouTube videos that we're doing this weekend are photography... Are photography Videography, YouTube, like all that, like Star Kids kind of thing. Cool. Well, then why don't we do one for your uh, podcasting too? Yeah. Uh, Bun and Danny stickers. I can't wait for my uh, my sketch. He started, he showed me like the start of it, and then he was like, You're up next. I was like, Yes. And then he just stopped. And I was like, No. Come back. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm really happy with the bust that he did for me. That was such a, such a yeah. good... I want to make it into stickers, but I just got to make sure I got the cash for it. Yeah. Because I think they'd be cool as, like, foreign stickers. That big. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just want, I just probably throw mine on a shirt and then throw uh, my, um, so throw my my bus as a shirt and then on the back, like right here, throw my um, logo, my watermark, or logo. Yeah, I could justify doing a t-shirt, although it would have to be like a, a, a direct-to-garment printed, just because he, uh, I know that he did a lot of shading with the beard and everything, so like all of those different shades are different colors, so that's all different screens, so it would have to be, it would be more cost-effective to do it with a direct to ground printer as opposed to trying to go to a screen printing shop to have them do it have to, he'd, we'd have to really simplify the colors down okay. that makes sense but if you did direct to garment that wouldn't matter because you could literally get the picture right there however you want it I haven't had a coffee in like weeks then I made coffee for us the other day, and it was black with brown sugar. Oh my god, I forgot how much black coffee is. Dude, I have so much coffee. That's what I do in the morning is I'll wake up, I'll start a cup of coffee, so we'll start getting ready for work, and then I'll just go sit down at the computer. And well, I wake up so late in the day that I don't usually need coffee. Because if I'm like, alright, I need more sleep, I can roll over and go right back to sleep. The only thing I mean call before is when I'm like at work trying to pull all nighter or something like that, or I'm at work and I'm like dragging ass that day. I don't feel human in the morning until I've had coffee. Like I need I need coffee in the morning. Not that not that I physically need it, but like mentally it's just, just like my morning routine is like breakfast in the shower, I'm okay. I'll usually get coffee like when I'm at work and I'm like at the pool like this. Because if I'm not swimming, I'm at the pool deck staring at my kids going... Yeah, that's great. I need the coffee just because if I'm doing anything with sound or anything like that, yeah. it's all just... It's tedious. It's tedious. Well, I'm uh, sitting there. All I do is sit there. Like, the only things that I move are my hands. Damn it, damn it. That's literally would be... If, if I was doing that full-time, my whole job would be sitting in front of my computer Yeah. if I'm doing just post-production. The only way I would be doing anything physically would be if I was doing a movie for a film or we were going somewhere like podcasting at a certain spot so this actual travel of getting there and finding a spot to do everything or having to set up a studio or something like that. I would have to be recording something, but if I'm doing it just editing, mixing, or production, yeah, it's literally me sitting in front of my computer and using the same like five quick keys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Well, like I said, you gotta get here before it gets full. Yeah. Because it's this, these seating only. How are you? Good. Have a nice day, Mom. Thank you. 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 Thank
Any other of you guys? Oh, sure. Over just one seat too? Everybody, thank you all. Of course, no problem. Like team effort. 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 Team but it takes forever to drink coffee, so the first like half of it's warm and hot, and then and the it last half like, it's cold. Cold and bitter like yourself? It's not even bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter. What are you talking about? Cold and bitter like my soul. What do I have to be bitter about? Whoa! Yeah, that would not have been fun. Why would I be bitter? <laughs> Got nothing to be bitter about. I don't have to deal with because it's just, anymore. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you, now you are living the dream. Yep. Would you like some coffee, sir? One of your other isms that you say in the podcast all the time. Um, right on. Yeah, right on. Yep. And that, that is your that is your segue after every question. <laughs> no, no. My segue is so, and then I just go into as usual, or, or just add the right on. Right on, right on. So, question, <laughs> question number two. Well, yeah, so that's because it's all ad-lib, it's all conversational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, the scripted intros and outros have worked really well this season. I like it. Definitely got a different, a little bit more professional feel to it, at least. Absolutely. I would have recorded with uh, with Dave on Wednesday, but I was freaking hawking up a logie. Yep. Just coughing up a lung. It was really, like... Sunday, I was fine. Monday, I woke up with a little bit of scratch. I was like, eh, let me, let me hold off on going into the pool today. Tuesday, I'm like super scratchy. My nose not letting me go to sleep. I was like up all night. Wednesday was like the worst of it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I started feeling like 85, 80% better. And now I'm like, eh, okay. Do well enough. Yeah, I've been fighting post nasal drip for like the last two weeks. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, especially when I'm not like I don't feel sick. I'm just super congested. And yeah, I'm just like constantly coughing up fucking snot. Just, oh, it's nasty. My my biggest winter like gripe is that when I like I'm like uh, oh that is gorgeous. I found a bunch of lacy buttons. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> got a little distracted. Yep. Fast. Um, it's like every time I go outside in the winter, like my eyes just start tearing for no reason. Yep. I don't cry like this all the time. I promise. <laughs> I'm not like, crying. You're crying. I remember I've like done videos outside and I'm just like pouring like tears of whatever and I'm like trying to hold a serious conversation with my camera and I'm just like 
Yeah. I just Wait. look like I'm balling right now for no reason. Bye, John. So I'm about something super serious. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because my, my, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, usually like, I'm like, my, I was going to like, uh, my optometrist, and they're like, you need to start using drops more because your eyes get really dry and whatever the case is. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to general, that makes sense. You know, you, gotta, you should just, every once in a while, like, you know, because you don't produce like tears naturally like all the time. So you need your eyes need more lubricant. I was like, all right, cool. Wintertime, that's no problem. It's completely opposite. Well, I think your body's overcompensating for how dry your, how dry everything is outside. This would be an interesting setting for like a murder mystery. I was thinking a bunch of scenarios. Like, if we were like cops and we we're just like being for breakfast, like, alright, what's the case today? Well, even even then, just like, a, like a retired. Like, also, like a, me and Dennis confirmed that in another life we were both cops. Yeah. Like, and we, and I'm, and I'm like, I want to argue it, but it seems so right because of how, like, in sync we are. That's just who we would probably be. What, that you guys would have been cops? We would have been cops. You would have definitely been a cop with us. Really? It would have been, it would have been me, you, Hutch, and, um, me, you, Hutch, and, um, and Dennis. It would have been, like, the perfect, like, why would, why it would have been only Brooklyn Nine-Nine-ish. I can see that part, for sure. <laughs> but why do you think, why do you think we would be cops? Because why do you think I would be a cop? I think, I think you, you like solving puzzles. Like, you, you like yeah, that, you like so, that, yeah, you like, like that aspect, puzzles. you like, you like figuring and things I, out. And I do have a fascination with serial killers. <laughs> Yeah. I've been re-watching Criminal Minds just because I'm bored. Dude, so fucking good. So fucking good. Although, watching the older seasons, it's one of those deals where it's just like... Acting in TV has progressed so much in the last, like, 13, 14 years. Yeah. Like, I'm just watching, I'm like... This production and the writing is super fucking cheesy. Yeah. Like what? Like why is this? Why is this okay? <laughs> like how? Would, how did this show survive? Yeah. Yeah. Derek it's, Morgan, it's a, it's like a sign Morgan, of the time, though. Like you like, figure, Morgan is such a Morgan is such a different character in the first couple seasons. Yeah. Than he is in the later seasons. So look, look at it this way: a show like Luther would have been perfect in the 90s but it's even better now in the 2000s especially like the later 2000s that we're in now because of like how gritty he is and like he's he's basically he raises that, that question of like morality like if you're still doing something for the greater good he's almost Batman and I, I yeah. So if you're doing honestly, I, I would not be upset if Idris Elba was absolutely Batman. Not. Batman. Absolutely not. Would not be at all. I wouldn't matter to me that he's right. that he's that he's different skin color. It wouldn't bother me at all. It would be. I would be. I am all for an Idris Elba Batman, just like I'm all for an Idris Elba 007. Absolutely. But it raises all right. So if you, this is my question to you. If you are trying, if you're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, 
does that still make you a good person? Depends on what you define as wrong. Against the law? So that's an arbitrary law that people have put so together, right. but does it necessarily, does it include the extenuating circumstances surrounding that? All right. Like, so there's a whole lot of extra... You, you are, you are, let, let's put you in the, in the situation of Luther. He is essentially not a dirty cop. He's a good cop who gets his hands dirty, but he himself is not a dirty cop. Okay. So, in this case, you are someone who is... So, who's a John McClane? Yeah. Yeah. Although John McClane, he does all these things because it's... He's a little more more cavalier with this. Oh, yes, please. Um, I think he's more cavalier just because it's the extenuating circumstances of the situations that he's in. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if that... Think more beat cop. Think someone who is like on the job, on the case, that kind of person. Yeah. Would would you still feel like that person is necessarily um, still a good person? Well, again, my question would arise is, is the, the idea of a cop doing something for the greater good. Okay, so I'll just let me just say it. I don't have a problem with a cop or someone in authority going beyond the means of the law to make a wrong right, but the situation has to be such where those actions are justified. Like, justifiable where it's not for revenge, it's not out of, I mean, it can be a little bit out of anger, I guess, because that's going to be a driving factor, but the motivation isn't purely anger. There is a more rational, moral side saying that this sort of shit can't stand. Like, this this shouldn't happen this way. So, like, trust it's, the, it's the daredevil, trust almost the, the daredevil slash Batman. Trust the system to a point, but shit's going to fall out of the cracks someone's got to be there to make sure that those things that that those loose ends get tied off no no I'm not necessarily so, saying that killing somebody is a bad thing but like so would you alright so let's let's put it in a, in a grand scheme are you a type of person who is more Jim Gordon or type of more Batman I feel like I'm in that middle ground. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, in that in between where I would like side more. Jim, I feel like Jim, not that he looks the other way, but he understands more of like, he, he lets it happen, but he's also not, I mean, he's involved to a point. He's not like. He's not actively, actively involved. But when he is, right. is actively involved, he sort of lords his moral compass over Batman. But that's really just the guise of the law. And 
Also, I don't think that Gordon really has the stones to do what Batman does. Although I know he does take up the mantle of Batman for a little while. He does. But I also feel like Jim Gordon as Batman would be a different Batman than what Bruce Wayne is. Just like Thomas, just like Thomas Wayne is a different Batman from Bruce Wayne. Absolutely. Even even Dick Grayson, like oh, yeah, all of the different, every, all of the different Robins too, yeah. are you know like it's the different. same principle, but because of their personalities and how they do everything, it's, it's but totally. I, but I will say that like I it's I don't think that it's not that so much Jim doesn't have the stones. I think it's because he doesn't wear the mask that he's not able to do what Batman can do. Well, yeah, because the anonymity helps with that. Absolutely. Like, it's a symbol and, the, and they project it, all their anger and everything on the symbol as opposed to the person. Which is totally Cause I, cause understandable. Because I, I think if he wasn't a father, if he wasn't some big figure in the GCPD... Well, yeah, but that's... You also gotta see, if we're talking... If we're comparing Luther to Batman, that Luther is more of in Jim Gordon's position than he is in Batman's position. People can identify him. People know who he is. That's why he keeps getting into yes. shit. Yes, but I feel like he cares less than, than Jim Gordon. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jim, Jim will look the other way or Jim no, will no, okay no, 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 certain no. things. He has, he has Bruce Wayne's mentality. When you meet, there's going to be a character that comes up in Luther that's going to be his Jim Gordon. And you're going to notice it and you're going to be like, yo, Law, I know what you mean now. Yeah. Because no, I trust you on that. But what I'm saying is Luther has Batman's... He has Batman's outlook and mentality about it, but he's in Jim Gordon's situation. He doesn't. Luther never takes any steps to hide his identity, so that he, as his personal identity, doesn't take physical hit. You know what I mean? Like that's what Batman does. Batman has the anonymity; it's a symbol. So that's why he leads the double life. Bruce Wayne never gets any flat for the Batman does, unless someone outs Bruce Wayne as Batman, but that happens and then they reset the timeline and it doesn't matter anymore. But it's, that'd be like if that'd be like if Jim Gordon was doing all the things that Batman was doing when he was doing them as Jim Gordon and not as a masked figure or someone who has anonymity. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, he's going to be fucked out of a prisoner or psychologically abuse them to get what he needs because he knows that's what's going to take in order to do what he has to do. But Batman does it in his symbol. You just want more coffee this way? Um, you're definitely helping me with those. Oh, I'm gonna have my own. Whoa! Toast. Thank you. If I can get you guys anything, let me know. You're picking it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God, the dill pickle. Oh my God. Corn beef hash, my friend. <laughs> I forgot. It doesn't hurt. I'm going to go to the next 
I just realized there's a munchkin here. So I haven't seen you since NYCC. Nope. That makes me sad. It does. I'm with you on that. I want to be a digital nomad. <laughs> I'm glad I got the potatoes and oh. potatoes and the bacon. Oh. It breaks up the sweetness of those right there. Mm -hmm. It's savory. Mm -hmm. Still pickles are fucking camp of a palate cleanser. One thing I don't do. Love a good cucumber. Not a big fan of pickles. The Reese is a pickles person. That and tomatoes. She used to eat tomatoes like apples. It used to drive me nuts because I hate the texture of an apple of a tomato. Really? Yeah. I much prefer like a pepper. You like the snap. Yeah. I hate the mush. Well, that's why tomatoes are much better as accoutrement, as topping, right. as opposed to just being eaten singularly. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't sit down and cut up a tomato and eat it. But I'll have that on tacos. I'll have it on like if you burgers. Find, if you I'll have it on a chop sandwich. It, if you finally chop it in salsa, no problem. But if you slice it and throw it on a burger, I'm taking it off. Oh, it's so good on a burger. Nope. Not for me. It had an extra juiciness to it. Especially when they grill it. Get <coughs> a thick earth slice so it's not just mush, it's the outside brine has sort of a bite to it. Mm -hmm. So it's not a snap, but it's not mush either. It's a little bit of a crunch to it. Oh, yeah. 
Have a great day. That's why I like pickles on my burgers too, because it adds an extra punch to it, and it adds a little bit of that oh, that's sour why, well, that's taste. That's why I do onions. But I'm saying it adds that little bit, that almost like a vinegar taste to it, just, a, just that little bit of sour to balance off the savory and some of the sweet. So a lot of the time there's ketchup or man, uh, ketchup on it, so it's usually a little bit sweeter. It's not like a bite to it. Okay. He said he's waiting for his spot. I... The condiments tend to be a little bit sweeter. As someone who's a very like texture-driven person, I understand where you're coming from. But as someone who is a firm no like on like those things, I just can't. Like I remember, um, like as a kid, like I really hardly ever ate tomatoes, and then it just got to the point where I was like, Yo, Larice. Want my tomato? She's like, all right, do the dishes. I'm like, come on. I hate doing dishes. But she knew that I hated tomatoes more than I hated doing dishes. Yep. I didn't like pickles or tomatoes or anything on like my burgers or anything like that, but it was just, I don't remember the first time it happened, but I got it and I just, was just like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. I think it was probably like, I had like a, probably had like a Wendy's, Wendy's like quarter pounder. I'm like, oh, this is really good, actually. I don't know why I didn't start doing this before. <laughs> I used to like playing everything. I couldn't. Not from the family that I came from. I have too many chefs. Like, chefs and caterers and... Like, my aunt had her own restaurant business for a while. Right. My mother was a plant, yeah. She's a plant everything type of person. Did I ever tell you about my aunt? Um, so, her regular, during the week, run-of-the-mill dinner was about as grandiose as a Sunday dinner. Her Sunday dinner was about a Thanksgiving dinner. Now her Thanksgiving dinners were extravagant to like you're feeding an army. At least when awesome, thank you. Um, you're feeding about easily 20, 25 people. Like the whole table's filled. You don't eat at the table. You make your meal at the table. You sit at the table if you want to, but there's no space to put a plate on the table. So that's how much food is on the table. Oh, I know. Alyssa's Italian. It's the same mentality. They have a whole table full of appetizers before the onslaught of food. And if you're not literally sitting on the couch with your fly undone going, oh my god, I can't fucking move right now, then you didn't do it right. Yep. That's why I'm going to ask. Not just, I'll just direct message and say, what? Yeah. So she's got a studio. She moved her back. It's now like, um, really. This is the thing I said. This is no rush. Thank you. 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 Thank you
There'll be two, but he's not here yet. Oh, I have some seats open if you want to grab one. Up really? to you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Because I get them coming out. Yeah, we have like half a counter open. It's on the corner of group one. Solid breakfast. Like by the hunt. The way you start the day. Somebody's got to remember to call us. So Gilbert went south. Picture the old Chinese like I feel this place. Very, um, old timing. Yep. So I figured out what has to fit. These two are definite. Probably gonna get one more potato. That's fine. I didn't realize you were gonna order separate side dishes. I would have told you that they were gonna be big portions. I didn't realize, yeah. I was like, oh, hash browns, a little bit of bacon. Yeah. No, this is a diner, dude. They don't, they don't give you small portions. That's not how that works. The more you know, the more you know. I feel like this is a really cool setting to do a podcast. I think this would be an interesting spot to try and do like the interviews with Six Degrees. Take them breakfast? Yeah. Like, just give me ten back. Yeah, buy them breakfast. I like it. Yeah, once you said the size of this slice, I was like, one slice is going to be good. Yep. Hey guys, if you need anything before you head out, let me know. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That'd be an interesting thing to do for uh, like a YouTube interview show. Bring them, you know, like you got like hot ones, the hot ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
I mean, it's easy to lure someone in with, uh, with poop. Mm -hmm. The good breakfast is us. I don't, most people won't say no to that. Just gonna make sure that they're like vegan and vegetarian options at this point. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm seven. All right, a little bit more of this coffee. You know, you should use Digital Nomad as your uh, travel blog. Yeah. Like that serious digital format. I was thinking that it was between that and um, what happened now? Tales of the Traveler. Because everything um, is our story telling tales of. Um, that's what my first book series, or one of the first book series, would be. I would also argue that nomadic peoples in general have a very uh, deep. Love and need of, yeah. of storytelling. Like that's how they keep their history alive. Because they don't have a spot that they stay in. You know, they might have spots that they go to depending on where they're traveling to, like where mm -hmm. their migrations lead them. But you know, like, and there's probably a reason behind all that. So there's a story and history behind each spot that they stay. There's stories about the different areas, what things, certain things are, their spirit. So like. No, anything with nomads too. You don't necessarily have to do like spot-on alliteration or almost. I would say almost start trusting your audience to be smart enough to realize what you're getting at. True. Don't don't dumb down your content to get as many people as possible. Just also a song that I I kept listening to for like the last two weeks on shuffle. Uh, dumb it down, with the asshole. Fucking yeah. love that song. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to dumb it down. That's why I, I don't know if I'm doing. I don't think I'm doing it consciously, but that's sort of why I feel like the questions are getting more deep on six degrees. Right. Because it's. I'm, I feel like I'm getting better answers by asking better questions. Yeah. I had a lot of really good questions asked to me this season too. Is it Jason? Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. Wait, one minute's a wet house. For sure. Yeah. Alright, I'm selling you off. Yeah. 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 Yeah.